0: All right, you guys, I have to sneak in really quick and let you know of something exciting happening. I'm teaching a free class all about how to help your little ones actually try new foods. This class is highly requested and has helped so many parents of picky eaters. In fact, after I taught on this, I got a DM that said this. What kind of magic is this? I came to your class and the next day my son ate green beans, a food he hasn't eaten since he was a baby. And honestly, I don't even feel like I had to do much of anything. Just follow your steps and advice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so clearly I don't want you to miss this class, so click the link in the description box below to save your spot and I will see you there. Don't worry, you'll get the replay if you can't make it live, plus stick around and I answer all the questions that you have at the end. Plus I talk a little bit more about my table talk program and if it's a good fit for you. But either way, you will walk away with actionable strategies and tips to put into place that same day. All right, Click the link in the description box below to grab your spot. And now back to the show. Hello, hello, mamas, and welcome back to the podcast. Today I am answering a listener question, and it's a good one. So let me pull it up, but... While I do that, actually, let's take a second and say thank you to those of you who support this podcast in a way that truly makes a huge difference and by leaving me a written review. So if you don't know already, leaving a written review on any of your favorite podcasts is a great way to say thank you and you know help support their work completely for free. It takes two seconds if you're on the iTunes app, and I believe Spotify now too, you can write a written review, which people do read. and. I read them too I read every single one and so let's just take a second and say thank you to Lauren McKins who said practical and real five stars love this podcast and I'm so glad I found it the topics make me feel like I'm not alone when it comes to my concerns and worries regarding my son's picky eating her advice is practical and so helpful I also love that the episodes are a quick but impactful listen so thankful thank you Lauren for being such an incredible listener and for leaving a written review and for being here this can community truly has taken off in a way I never expected. And you guys are all a part of it. Like, yes, you listening right now. You matter to this community and I am so grateful for you. And truly you're not alone in struggling with this, which is why there are pages dedicated to picky eating and podcasts like this one. And I just want to say that you're not alone. There is hope and together we can make a huge difference at our table. And even when it doesn't feel like it, you are doing just that little by little. So let's get into today's episode. And like I said, it's actually a listener question. So if you don't know this, already, I put up a question box almost every single Wednesday on my Instagram over at nutrition for littles, and you guys are able to submit your questions. So a lot of times I answer them throughout the day on Wednesday, um, but sometimes I save ones that come in that I think are... I don't know, applicable for an entire podcast episode, I can't always answer everything in like a 15 second Instagram story. And I bring them over here to the podcast to answer. If you have a specific question you want me to answer on the podcast and you want to let me know about it, you can email me at alyssa at com and send it in as a listener question and I can tackle it right here on the podcast. So today's question came from someone over on Instagram. It came from Kim and she said, how do I help my kids learn how to use utensils? Can't seem to get food on them. And I believe it's the laughing face emoji. You know, I never know with like the one teardrop above the eye. Is that the laughing or sweating? I don't know, you guys. I am... I'm 32, I'm 32, and that's all I can say about how much I know about emojis, but I'm pretty sure it's laughing because how do my kids keep food on their utensils? The age-old question. So we're gonna break that down a little bit, um, because I know so many of you struggle with this, and so many mamas worry about it. They're like, I don't know. They're never using utensils. Is this a problem? And what should I do? So we're gonna talk about that. But before I do, I want to put a t- quick uh, disclaimer here. So I'm a dietitian, which you know has these like boundaries and kind of fence guidelines around what is in my scope and what's someone else's scope. And there's always a little bit of um, overlap between me and a different profession. Uh, Just a hair for sure that we all kind of overlap a little bit, which is great. That means that you're getting excellent care um, that really doesn't let anything fall through the cracks. That's the goal with having a little bit of overlap. But in this question specifically, there's a reach or an end to my scope of practice around development. And so I would just want to say this to be really clear that if there's a developmental issue here, like they physically cannot bring um utensils to their mouth or if they're missing the target frequently, if this isn't a skill that they are developing kind of I don't know, I never like to give ages and I know a lot of OTs and PTs I respect don't either because every kid is so different. But generally speaking, if they're not able to bring things to their mouth around that six month um, age range, then I highly recommend just going getting an evaluation, talking with your pediatrician, so if there's anything rumbling around in your mama gut telling you that this is a fine motor or gross motor skill um, delay or issue, or you just want to make sure it gets checked out, go get an evaluation, talk with your pediatrician. Um, one of my favorite PTs on Instagram is actually uh, Milestones in Motherhood, Casey over there. So you can go check out her account. Um, she does question boxes as well. So you can go check that out and you know just make sure that your little one's on track. So I just want to kind of reiterate here that we're talking about children who are developing typically and aren't necessarily struggling with like a motor development issue that's going to need intervention of some kind that being said, let's bring it back to what is inside of my scope, um, which is sitting at the table and how can we encourage our little ones to use the skills, the development that they're on track with and how can we get them to use those skills and exercise them at the table um, and of course, strengthen them as well. And so if you're struggling with your little one, not only picking up and using the utensils, but once they do try to use them, having it be an effective experience, there are a few things we can do. So Number one, and this is first and foremost, and always, if you're a table talker, you are probably already knowing what I'm going to say, and that is to model the behavior. This is going to be hands down the best way our little ones are going to learn is to sit down, eat with them, and use the utensils in the way that we want them to use the utensils so using our fork taking appropriate sized bites uh you know making sure that we almost like <laughs> exaggerate in a way the motion of stabbing something so in my head I'm picturing like using a fork to stab a piece of cantaloupe right like we can kind of exaggerate that motion and show them like oop poke the cantaloupe and we eat it, right? And so we can kind of show them how to do that just simply by being near them. We don't always have to verbalize what we're doing, but simply just being near them and performing that action they're going to pick up on it, which is pretty incredible. So modeling the behavior. If needed, um, every once in a while, you could certainly kind of narrate what you're doing as well. Um, You can also make it really fun, right? Like, oh, this cantaloupe is so slippery. Good thing my fork is nice and sharp. And then go ahead and poke the cantaloupe and take a bite. So things like that to get them involved, have them look at your plate and see what you're doing so that they can imitate it, super, super helpful. All right. Another great tip is to actually have them practice this skill of fine motor um, skills or even gross motor skills of like bringing the food to their mouth, things like that away from the table. So doing activities like even just using their pincer grass to pick something up and put it in a certain um, place, right? Even that will actually increase their ability to execute this task at the table, even though it's not necessarily around food, maybe putting on sunglasses over and over again and being goofy and having them come off their face and having them put it on your face, things like that, to develop that kind of like see the target, hit the target uh, behavior is really helpful in actually translating to eating at the table. Again, specifically if your child is struggling in this area, this is something an OTPT can absolutely facilitate. All right, the next tip here is to help your little one get a head start. So preload the utensils. So what I mean by preload is truly when you're about to serve something to your little one, have something already on the fork for them to get started with. Not only does this help them kind of take away the frustration, especially when they're hungry, like likely we're feeding them when they're hungry, right? Um, Nine times out of 10, that's what we're aiming for is a little bit of hunger there. So they have a little bit of hunger. And if there's a barrier, like could you imagine if every time you had to sit down and eat a meal when you were hungry. You had to like solve a really complicated math, question, math equation. That's what's happening when they have to sit down and learn this new skill before they can even eat. So preloading it can kind of take a little bit of the hunger edge off and also show them what it looks like to be loaded correctly. And even if they're not necessarily like, oh, look, This is how the fork looks when it has cantaloupe on it. Like they're not necessarily making that association, obviously, but subconsciously it really makes a difference. So show them what it looks like to have the appropriate amount, uh, size, weight, orientation, whatever it is of the food, like just preload it for them. So it's just a little bit ready for them. Even in between bites, if you have to, for a period of time, I don't recommend this forever, but even for a period of time, helping preload in between bites, especially at the beginning of the meal like I said, to kind of take that edge off the hunger. So preload the spoon, the fork, whatever that looks like for your little ones can be so, so helpful. All right, next tip that I 100% pushed against when I had a little one is to buy the correct utensils it doesn't have to be perfect. There is no perfect utensil out there. Every baby is different on their ability, their mobility, their preferences, all those things. There's so many different options out there, but I will tell you that there are ones that are a little bit better and easier for a child to navigate and um, kind of manipulate towards their mouth, kind of hit that target, right? And there are ones that are harder. So for example, even if we just look at the handle length for a baby or young toddler, the longer the handle, the harder it is to hit the target. And we can even probably picture that in our head, right? Like the longer something is, the further we are away from the target, the harder it is to hit. Okay. Now I'm picturing that scene in friends where they create that long poking device. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Where it goes across the alley to poke. Is it ugly naked guy (laughs) to see if he's alive or not? That's like such a far target using what chopsticks <laughs> that's so hard they have to like really thread the needle versus if you're standing next to someone you can just use your finger you're you're going to hit the target every time so kind of have that in mind like a little shorter stubbier handle is easier to navigate into their own mouth so something like that for example or i remember i bought utensils just at target no big deal like oh my baby's growing i need utensils here we go <laughs> they're at target but what i saw that was really interesting was not only were the spork end or the spork the fork ends tines like very dull which is nice right like we don't want our baby to be able to poke their eye out like that makes sense but not only were they dull they were also super wide and they got significantly wider towards the base of the fork which looks really cute and chubby and adorable but in actuality like I mean, truly just like imagine what this looked like. Like each tine looked like the shape of a shovel. And so when I would stick it into a cantaloupe, the second that cantaloupe got a little bit loose, it fell right off and it was really hard to pick back up versus tines that are a little bit skinnier and things hold onto it a little bit easier and don't make quite the indentation actually made it for a little bit easier for the little ones to stab it and make it stick okay, this is getting like super technical. I don't want to freak you out. It doesn't have to be this complicated. Use what works. But I do have a list of um, utensils that I have tried in my Amazon shop that I really enjoy. And I only recommend the things that (laughs) truly work and make sense as well. So I do have that in my Amazon shop. I will link it down below. But just some basic things to think about is like making sure that your spoon actually has a nice little bowl to it. Not too deep that they're going to get way too big of a bite for their mouth, but also not like flat. Like a lot of them come out flat and you're like, well, (laughs) this might be okay for something like yogurt, but my little one is never going to eat soup off of this, right? Or cereal or something that's a little bit more liquidy. So just thinking through some of those things. So a nice bowl on the spoon, not too wide, nice like short handle like we talked about also a little bit thicker of a handle so it's easier for their little hands to grab especially if they're in that like baby toddler tabby stage um the pr- the tines i keep saying prines tines of the fork not being too too dull but also obviously not too sharp as well but a lot of times if you're like me i was just pushing back on baby utensils at all and i was like oh it's fine i'll just use the adult ones And although, yes, your baby will likely be just fine, it doesn't make it easy for them to learn. We want to remove the barriers so that they're more successful and they're more effective with eating with utensils if we want them to continue that behavior. Remember, they're learning a whole new skill every time they try to eat and they're hungry, so they're going to be frustrated. So we want to kind of take down those barriers so that we make it a little bit more um, accessible for them to actually hit the target. Okay, and kind of actually on that note, my final tip for you is know that this will come with time. It really will. Um, Typically, of course, if they're developing typically, then uh, this just will take time for them to learn. It is a skill like anything else. They're going to have to practice it. They're going to have to get better at it. They're going to get frustrated with it. And most kids, especially if they're hungry, are going to say, screw this. Put this to the side. I'm using my hands and that's okay. And there's also children and full-fledged adults, hi, hello, it's me, that still eat certain foods with their hands. I, I Call me a child, but I still eat pancakes with my hands. I'm like, oh my gosh, unless it's like covered in like sticky syrup or something like that, which mine never are because I don't actually like syrup. Oh, I know. I know. I can hear all of you like, what is going on? But I really don't like syrup on my pancakes. I like like peanut butter or butter, or oh gosh, what else do I like? I don't know. That's like it, you guys, but no syrup for me. But anyways, I still use my hands because it's easier. And I'm going to sit there and t- like cut it up to 100 little pieces and take bites. Nope. I'm an adult. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to fold it like a taco and I'm going to eat it. So all that to say is that there's going to be some foods that are just easier to eat with hands, right? Like pizza, anybody? Unless you're from Chicago. Ayo, my people. That's deep dish right there. Um, that has to be fork and knife okay, now I'm getting distracted. Clearly, it's about to be dinner time. I'm getting hungry. But I think you know what I mean. This will take time. They're hungry. They can be easily frustrated. Hands are way easier. They've been using them their whole lives. So it's just going to be one step closer to using their hands, right? And so instead, we just want to prop them up, take away any barriers that we can find, model the behavior, do all the things that we've talked about in this podcast, but at the end of the day, know that it's a skill and skills take time to master, but it will come. A lot of people ask me the age. They're like, all right, but like, at what age should my kid like use utensils more often than not? okay, there's no perfect age. I know, but every child is unique, like a snowflake. We all know that. My child is perfect and unique and totally different than every other child. In fact, both my children are completely different and they're born by the same parents. So truly, there's no perfect age. What I tend to say is, hey, start. When you start feeding solids. offer utensils right away especially if you're doing baby lid weaning just put them on the plate preload them they probably will discard them pretty quickly But the more they practice the faster they're get at picking it up and no to my knowledge there's no research that says kids who eat with a spoon earlier than other kids end up in harvard like there's nothing that i've seen right and so in reality start when they're young around two to three we start to see them um get better and better at using utensils, but mastery is really like three, four, five, I would say. And even like my son is six now and he's 100% like got it down to a science. And I wanna say for him, it was like four to five where he did really well with utensils. But some kids it's a little bit later, some kids a little bit earlier, and it depends how much practice, how much exposure, what types of foods we're eating, all the things. So it just takes time, but I would say around two to three, we would love to see some good utensil usage, but there's no perfect answer. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. Um, What I will say is I'm teaching a free class this coming Sunday. So if you haven't already registered, I actually have two time slots available. It's the same class. You don't have to register for both. Um, But Sunday night and Tuesday morning, I am teaching um, how you can help your little ones try new foods. And I'm so excited to teach this class because you're going to learn literally not only the six proven steps to take to get your little ones interested in new foods, but just so much in the psyche of how little ones and specifically picky eaters view food and why it's so helpful to get on their side with everything so that we can become a stronger family unit around the table and picky eating is just getting in the dang way and I'm tired of it and I think you are too. So it's gonna be a good time. You can click the link in the description box below to register and I hope to see you there. And yeah, I hope this episode was helpful. Share it with a mom friend. Don't forget to write a written review if you enjoy this podcast and I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more for me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.